Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson. The e-commerce podcast is all about helping you deliver e-commerce wow. Now, I'm super excited again with today's guest, who is Robert Giovannini uh, from Iron Plane, about how to better work with a digital marketing agency. Now, if you've been listening to the show for the last few weeks, you'll know this is the stage where I give a little shout out before we get into the conversation to past guests and episodes, because I know there's a lot of new people listening to the podcast and we just want to just want to help you find some more stuff. And given that we're talking about how to better work with a digital marketing agency today, I thought it would be great to mention uh, my conversation with a chap called Rich Brooks on how to find your remarkability for a competitive advantage. Great conversation with Rich. He's actually got his own podcast as well. Uh, and so we, we just riffed off each other, which was fantastic. And then also in the archives is a conversation with James Pibus. The digital marketing strategy you need to transform your business was the title of that podcast. And we got into all things like SEO and all kinds of great things with James, who's also a bit of a legend. So do check that out. Now, this episode is brought to you by the e-commerce cohort, which helps you to deliver e-commerce wow to your customers. And I'm sure you've come across a bunch of folks who are stuck with their e-commerce business, or they've got siloed into working on just one or two areas uh, and miss the big picture. Well, enter the e-commerce cohort to solve this problem. If I'm honest with you, it's the kind of thing that I wish I'd had before my business almost went belly up. It would have helped me no end, let me tell you. Uh, the cohort is a lightweight membership group with guided monthly sprints that cycle through all the key areas of e-commerce. The sole purpose of cohort is to provide you with clear, actionable jobs to be done so you'll know what to work on and more importantly, you'll get the support you need to get it done. So whether you are just starting out in e-commerce or if like me, you're a bit of a dinosaur. <laughs> I don't know if I should admit this, uh, but it's out there now. Um, if, you, if you're a bit of a dinosaur, uh, I can encourage you to check out ecommercecohort.com. We accept dinosaurs from all walks of life, let me tell you, uh, as it's gearing up for its founding member launch. If you've got any questions, email me directly at matt at ecommercepodcast.net with your questions, because let me tell you, I am super, super proud of it. I know I've mentioned this a few times recently, but it is a great thing that's going on with Cohort. Do check it out. Now, let's get into today's show. Robert is the CEO of Iron Plane, uh, which is, well, it's a full service e-commerce agency specializing in platform design, development, and digital marketing. He's gonna bring his 20 plus years of e-commerce web development and team leadership experience from his role uh, into today's conversation. Uh, he's passionate about helping companies sell online as you are gonna hear right now. When he's not helping clients or developing websites, you can find him building furniture. That's right. He's a fellow joiner. He's a fellow woodworker. And I just, you're going to love this conversation. Such a legend. Uh, get your notebooks, get your pens, grab your cup of coffee. Here we go. 
Well, I am here with Robert Giovanni. He is the CEO of Ironplane, a full service e-commerce agency which specializes in platform design, development, and digital marketing. Oh yes, he brings over 20 years of e-commerce experience, website development, and team leadership experience to his role at Ironplane. Uh, he is very passionate about helping companies sell online, which makes him an ideal guest for the show. And what I love about this guy is when he's not helping clients or developing websites, you can find him building furniture. And I'm not just talking about the IKEA flat pack stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, or he's off traveling with his family. Robert, great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Great that you're here. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So uh, before we get into the whole e-commerce stuff, because, you know, that's, that's technically why we're here, I suppose, right. it's the e-commerce uh, podcast. Yeah. I'm curious about the furniture thing. Uh, yeah. What's what's that all about? Gosh, you know, uh, we moved uh, up to Portland, Maine, which uh, is north. You know, Maine is very north and cold. And we picked one of these old Victorians. It was 100 plus years old and hadn't been touched in 40 years. Mm -hmm. uh, in our world, think Brady Bunch. You know, they had gone yeah, through yeah, the 70s yeah. and lowered all the ceilings <laughs> and all that stuff. Right. And so which I'm sure was lovely at the time. And uh, and so in the course of that, we you know we had to learn a lot about how to fix this this monstrosity up and, and bring it you know back to some of its former glory. And my gosh, I just got into this whole hands-on building things. Never thought I would. I mean, uh, I don't know why my, my both my grandfathers were carpenters, but I uh, and you know, but I spent all day long in front of a computer and and screens. And I just found that getting down to the shop, I uh, it was just an idea. You know, the ability to just uh, you know, put on some headphones and and really just sink into building and creating and then all of a sudden you know now um, unfortunately there's just not a room left that i can put more furniture in again so <laughs> it's, uh... that's really funny now the reason why i'm asking you about this yeah. is uh because when i read that um i'm like this is a man after my it's like you're my american uh doppelganger because oh. here's the thing right robert yeah I also have ran e-commerce agencies. I, I, do you know what I mean? And, I, yeah. and, I, and I've also been around the block a little bit. But I love making furniture. Oh, and no in kidding. fact, no, seriously. And in fact, um, we moved uh, our warehouse uh, about three, four months before, just before Christmas. Okay. Uh, we started to no 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 sorry it was just after Black Friday because it was a whole nightmare and it, let's not go that story <laughs> uh, but we moved our, we moved our warehouse and um, when we moved into the new warehouse part of the deal for me was I'm like I'm going to take this space it's a yeah. little bit bigger than what I need but that means in the back corner of our new warehouse yeah. I have started to build my dream wood shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I have put in there all kinds of tools recently. So I've just got a new jointer thickness. So I've got oh, my brand new table saw down there. Good. Mate, so if you ever That's are over awesome. here. I love it. So, so power tools. You're definitely on the power tool side. I like both. I like I, power tools I, and hybrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a hybrid yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. unlike you, yeah. I, and people tuning in, I began, is this a woodwork? Uh, <laughs> know, right? um, <laughs> like you. We can tie it together. We'll bring it in. Yeah, well, well somehow I'll make it work. Yeah, yeah. But like you, the reason I love it is it is the complete opposite of digital. It is analog. It is, it's not a screen. It's not pixels. It is real, something you can touch and move with your hands. And there's just something about that, which I think is is literally quite divine. I do. And I, I, I agree with you. 
I, I, you can become so obsessed over the tiniest little thing. You know, nobody else is going to notice, right? And but for me, that flaw, if I don't get it, I know I'm going to notice it every single time. And, uh, and you can kill yourself for hours over the yeah, smallest yeah, yeah. thing. But it is. Yeah. It's very tactile. It's very real. Oh, it's awesome. So uh, post it, post this conversation. Send me uh, some of the pictures of stuff that you've done. And oh, um, awesome. I'd love yeah. to see it. In fact, the desk that I'm on now is a piece of furniture that I have made. Oh, uh, not cool. that you can see it because of the camera, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but if you can see, I don't know if you can see behind me this little plaque on the wall here. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is um, a, and I'm sorry if you're listening to the audio podcast. Listen, we will get to normal, <laughs> but there's a there's a chunk of wood on the wall behind me. If you've never seen any of the videos, and it's a piece of walnut. Uh, it's part okay. of a walnut root, part of the yeah. the, tr the root of a walnut tree, uh, and I engraved in that piece of wood um, the Liverpool skyline, which is a city which I'm at. And then I, I backfilled it. it with white resin. And I, I quite like my little piece of wall art. The only piece of wall art I ever made. Everything else is furniture. Uh, yeah. But there you go. Uh, that's so, great. That's great. Well, it's great, yeah. to, it's great to meet a fellow joiner slash e-commerce entrepreneur. I think there's probably like two of us in the whole world. I'm thinking it's a, but we're going to target that market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is super niche. Exactly, um, exactly. And I feel like I know all of them. And so if you're listening, um, there'll be people listening to the show going, no, Matthew, I, I am digital and I am also into wood and making stuff, maybe not wood, maybe metal or whatever. If that's you, genuinely get in touch because I would love to hear from you. Yeah, uh, me the, too. <laughs> just, just be amazing. Uh, maybe there's three of us. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll start a little yeah. Facebook group. Yeah. <laughs> be a very quiet Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do it on Slack. And our time zones, you know, so it'd be like, you know, post. And then, you know, then your New Zealand, client, you know, visitors and you know, everybody else. You're like, you know. <laughs> be nice though it's oh, good it's brilliant brilliant so other than furniture bob you've been yeah. around and um, we were saying there in the intro you've been around a little while how did yeah. your journey start yeah you know it started back in gosh 96 i think when i when i track it um we were in russia at the time and i came across these amazing chess sets this guy was building in russia i know of all places okay. now, right but it was the things were changing it was the great time to be there it was like everybody was taking advantage of doing new stuff and building and yeah, yeah. you know freedom and all that good stuff so Maybe, maybe another generation will get back to it. But um, we were sitting there and I, I came across this guy in a market. He's making these incredible chess sets. And I knew a little bit about e-com. I'd been playing around with HTML. Uh, and front page would come out. If you remember this thing, there's an old tool. You could build websites, a little more drag and drop. You could wire up PayPal. And I said, oh, well, let's see if, we can, if there's anything to this. So I took a picture um, you know, and had to get it developed. And then, you know, and then put it up online. So it took a, it's like woodworking, right? It took a solid week, you know, to yeah, yeah, get it yeah. there, right? And and I forgot about it. And I think we called it uh, buychess.com or something like that, right? And so a week and a half later, this ski slope in Vancouver bought it sight unseen for $9,000. I don't even think we had a security certificate at the time. And I'm going, oh, 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 there's something to this, you know, to this mm -hmm. e-com thing. And my wife had gone back to grad school back in Syracuse, New York. And I said, hey, don't be alarmed if a, if a tainer from Bali shows up with trinkets and things you know and you know and uh, and then my dad i'm mean, like dad don't be alarmed if 100 chestnuts arrive in your garage i might need you to do some fulfillment for me mm -hmm. you know because i'm still mm -hmm. sitting over here in, in moscow and and i just loved it and and this unwittingly began this journey into e-com and over the years i bought and sold a few different sites along the way and uh we started to get asked to build the sites uh vendors and partners first and then and then eventually we just started getting clients and uh I just love it. You know, I come in from a business mm -hmm. perspective. I, I'm not a coder or developer. I know just enough to get in trouble. Uh, so I've got a lot, of, <laughs> lot more smarter people on my team than I am to do that stuff. But uh, 
we always, so this is what we've been doing for uh, 12 years now and helping people get their stuff online or, or, or if they're already there, helping them do it better and uh, mm. selling it. That's, uh, so you've been doing the agency thing for about 12 years now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Iron Plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Iron Plane. And so do you still uh, dabble in e-commerce or are you fully fledged uh, agency now? We've got a couple. So my, my daughter, you know, she goes, I want to do this. I want to do this. All right. So, you know, we've built a couple sites for her a lot, helped her build and sell some stuff. I, we don't have anything that's truly active. I'm, I'm a silent partner in another venture that's all digital uh, e-com uh, services and that kind of thing. But uh, no, actively on a daily basis. No, uh, I, I can't. I, I, I don't know you that well, Robert, but I, I struggle to believe that you're actually a silent partner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> yeah. I do my really, best. I, you know, I wasn't. I didn't start off as silent, but then you know, we made a deal that I would go silent at some point there. So. Yeah, you, you uh, will not be heard anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, they, they have a mute button now. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> the dangers of Zoom. They can exactly. Just put me on like, mute. Yeah, we we understand. You know, we've heard. So <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. So you started out doing e-commerce. You moved to the um, the agency space, which you, yeah. you know, you've now got quite a big team, haven't you? Doing the, all of the agency work there at yeah, I just about fifty plus. So, yeah, that's. A, I think that's a pretty reasonable size for an agency. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's next. It's it definitely new level of complexity, right? When yeah, you're, when yeah, you're yeah, team. yeah. Yeah, it's sort of agencies tend to be that sort of ten to fifteen mark, don't they? But and once yeah. they break through the twenty plus barrier, the next barrier for me is always that fifty number. Yeah, and when you start hitting those kind of numbers, like you say, that's just a, a whole new pain of. Or a whole new level of pain and complexity. Uh, I love that my you have team. To I love with. my team. No, <laughs> no pain. No pain. They're all amazing. Exactly. No, no, it's great. I mean, our, our team. Uh, we've had staff in the past over fifty. Uh, yeah. we, our, the company structure is such that we don't do that at the moment. But yeah. um, I, I remember when we hit fifty-four staff, uh, and I'm thinking, I don't know about you, Robert, but for me, a lot of it was um, imposter sy- syndrome. And, you know, you're kind of you're like, I'm the head of this team. But like you, I don't know how to code. I, well, I, I love your phrase. I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, and and that 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 was definitely what still is me, to be fair, yeah. uh, because I'm, I'm the guy that will sit there talking to a client and they'll say, oh, can we do this? I say, oh, yeah, that's a quick 10 minute job that and all the developers behind me, they've all got knives out. <laughs> <laughs> they're all going no no matt that's not no. 10 minutes that's yeah. four weeks but <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah but we got the deal we got the deal <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're not paid us enough but we've got the deal right, exactly. so, <laughs> so yeah you've, you've got this uh we'll make it up a this... volume yeah yeah <laughs> we so we've got this um you've got this agency iron yeah. plane uh which you started um and have built up. What are some of the things uh, that you've noticed, I guess, over the last 12, 15 years about e-commerce then in, in, in agency? What, where have some of the subtleties come, you know, for clients into a subtleties is a wrong phrase, but where have some of the big switches come, I guess, for clients in those 12, 15 years? I think there's a polarization starting to happen here. We've got clients that are, there's, there's very, at least on the system side, the platform side, and, and mm. then I'll, I'll get right to answering your question here. Um, we don't have a really great mid-market solution in terms of if you've got any kind of complexity in your stuff yeah. as a client, you're probably outgrowing or it's risky to be on your typical SaaS type tools like a big commerce or Shopify. And we love these tools, but 
there's some risk there if you're going to build in somebody else's backyard. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, you know, the platforms that are much more extensible, scalable, codable have gotten very complex and require a, a quite a bit amount of overhead just to maintain. And yeah. so I think clients, when they're coming in, um, we're seeing this dichotomy, this extreme of, you know, they, they kind of grew up in this, well, how come it's so complex now? I mean, you would think things are getting easier. And in all this great customization you can do, things have gotten complex. And mm-hmm. and there is, and while it's great, if you're not leveraging that, it can just be this burden, this technological burden. So we're seeing, I'm seeing in some groups, just this realization that, you know, we have to sink all the way in. If we're going to do this, we got to do it right. We got to build right. We got to build the foundation right. And we got to be, this is not just an adjunct anymore, or it's not just a hobby part of our business, or mm-hmm. it, it, it is the end all, right? We are, yeah. even if we're not direct to consumer, mm-hmm. we've got all of our stakeholders coming in now, our vendors, our partners, our sales reps, right? And so it doesn't necessarily have to be your traditional D to C, direct to consumer yeah. sale. So we're seeing that develop. Uh, and then, we're seeing um, on another side, the manufacturers and the B2B starting to realize, and we don't call it e-com generally speaking when I'm talking, because I still think that when I bring that, when I use that phrase, they're thinking, no, that's not us. But really at the end of the day, they're, they're getting digital. They're starting, everything yeah. is becoming web-based and that is becoming the hub. And whether it's gated or it's not, or we've got, you know, it's intranet versus extranet it's still very much a web-based e-commerce solution that is happening there. So yeah. uh, those are some of the nuances I think we're seeing develop. That's really uh, fascinating because, again, I've had this conversation. I don't think we've talked about it so much on the show, but I've had this conversation with a lot of people how what you say is correct, that there is no real – or there aren't many people, I think, operating um, in the mid-tier of the e-commerce platform section. So you are right. Shopify, which is, you know, or there's a whole bunch of them, but let's pick on Shopify because it's the one most people know. Yeah. Right at the beginning, I want to launch a site. I'm going to go to Shopify. I'm going to pay my 20 bucks a month. Bush, I've got my site going yeah. up. Um, there comes a point, uh, certainly my experience is there comes a point where your e-commerce business is big enough or is so big or you want a whole, you want a level of complexity to your site um, you or you want it to make be bespoke that actually what you get with Shopify no longer meets your needs and you you want to sort of develop beyond the boundaries of Shopify for want of a better expression I think Shopify is changing its platform but yeah, yeah certainly but... For, for a long time this you know it was quite restricted and so then um you would you would meet people who would go right I, I want to upgrade my website and when I you know because I do the coaching side of things I, I see a lot of the disasters of these upgrades yeah, yeah. you know where they go and spend 100 200 grand They'll probably go on some platform like Magento, um, uh, and I'm, it's not just Magento. I'm not just picking on Magento. It's no, but anything along those lines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anything along those lines. Um, and they're usually very expensive, very complicated. They suck the life out of everybody right, <laughs> along the way. And so the, but there, there, there didn't seem to be a sort of a happy medium where, you know, actually I don't need the big Magento because I've not got the structure, the resource, the team to, to deliver that project well. Yeah. Um, but I, I do need something here in the middle. And is that where you guys operate at, at Iron Plains? Is this where you kind of have made your mark? Well, I think, you know, in years past, yes. I think we were always uh, dealing with clients that had uh, 
more complex needs, as you put it, right? I mean, whether it was integrations or their branding and they and they just couldn't live in the box of turnkey solutions or true mm. SaaS solutions, um, we definitely made our mark there. We've been forced up market even a little bit more just because we are we're very much a Magento shop and big mm-hmm. commerce. These are the two platforms. And then we do okay. custom for those clients that truly don't fit into either one of those camps. Okay. Mm-hmm. But within that, sometimes I'll, I'll be looking at somebody and going, they're on Magento and I'm going, you know, this is too much for you. You don't, you don't mm-hmm. need to be here. Let's let's, you're going to lose maybe 5% of functionality or something, but you're going to gain so much more freedom of yeah. not thinking about this thing 12 hours a day. The technology should fall to the back. This is what I'm always telling my clients. Unless you are a dev shop or you are, and you know, you just, you know, you have a passion for punishment because you love IT for some reason, right? You know, the, the technology needs to fall back and you should mm-hmm. be able to, it should be driving your business out the other way around. And I just think that particularly when we have owner operators who have been growing because, you know, so it's not an established enterprise company with IT departments, right? Owner operators who have grown in that 20, $30 million range and they, still often are the ones wrestling the most with patchwork solutions even if it was a good platform to begin with their corners have been cut or wasn't always the right fit but they can make do we want them to step back and look and go let's let's look at all your stakeholders right internal and external i mean is your customer service reps your clients your vendors your partners you and then what are they looking for out of your platform and let's start to look at this 80 20 thing I and mean, it's just a simple matrix at the end of the day yeah and you know knowing full well that no solution is going to be perfect but if we can get 80 percent of the way there cobbled together the next 10 percent, you know this is probably gonna be more than you need for a mm-hmm. long time and so mm-hmm. in a long time in our world one to three years right and so yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know so i want to caveat that i mean yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing in technology yeah, yeah. but it, it really dri- it helps drive the decision i don't know I, sometimes they feel like they just have a breath of fresh they, they just sigh of relief like oh i don't have to just keep pouring in 10 grand a month to just keep this the lights on on my website yeah you, you know and I'm like no you shouldn't be doing that i mean unless yeah. you're of a scale that that's a pittance right that's that yeah, yeah, that needs it. Yeah, yeah and so this is where we're we're most of our conversations these days are that way. In fact, I'm having one after this podcast today with a company. They've grown beautifully. They grow 30% a year. Um, consumer, direct to consumer, lots of content, lots of great content, lots of SKUs, but not overly complex. And but they have complex integrations with their ERP system. So they need to be on something like a Magento. Um, but the siren song of a Shopify is calling to this owner because he's like, I'm just so tired of Magento not being fast. I'm so tired of my, I'm so tired of my marketing team saying they can't do what they want to do without a developer coming in. And we're just like, well, step back. Because realistically, it just wasn't built with the right tools in place. Mm. Getting back to the woodworking, right? We're always talking about bringing tools here. And so, yeah. you know, and if we can find those right tools and if they do what you need, just you know, moving platforms is is painful, and you're in in going from what you know and all of its issues to what you don't know and the promise of glory. There's always a big gap there, and so we're really helping them to dissect down what are your true business needs and who are all the stakeholders and what is it they really want. Is it that marketing just wants to be able to create a, a landing page and not have to call a developer every day? Okay, there are ways to do that. Let's let's solve those issues, right? And so that's yeah. that's how we try to approach these things, uh, not throw everything out. Uh, all at once. Yeah, I, I, I like that approach, Robert. I really do, because it, it makes an awful lot of sense. Because I think you, when I've seen it go wrong, yeah. Uh, when, you know, and if, if people are listening to the show and they're like, well, I'm kind of at this stage where I'm thinking of upgrading or moving to Magento or, or whatever, that you know, wherever they're at in their e-commerce journey. Um, and you, you kind of, where I've seen it go wrong 
usually it comes down to uh, missed managed expectations. And that always comes down to not great communication, either from the client to the agency, because I've, I've met some agencies where I've had questions, but generally speaking, they're all right. Do you know what I mean? Some are better than others. But, yeah. um, and so the, the, there's responsibility on the client because they've not communicated well to the agency. And then there's a responsibility on the agency where they've not communicated well to the client. And, and, and when you do this in communication, you miss each other. Um, that's as if anyone has been married for more than a few years can attest to, that's when the problems start to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, is that your experience? And, and I guess, how do you manage that? How do you, how do you manage those expectations? I think this is three quarters of our job as an agency is man. <laughs> I, I mean, I hate to say it. I mean, you're like, like my director of operations, like, I just feel like that. I mean, yes, there's always, you know, issues of quality. You want to make sure that the the PMs and the devs and everybody's working well and billable hours where they got, but that's very predictable. It's over mm-hmm. here on account executives and well, and starts with sales, you know, and, and really when you're talking to folks, you hit it on the head. There is this, when we're saying this, we got to make sure they really, you know, their definition when we're talking, even simple things like front end themes. You can't mm-hmm. believe how this can be translated. In our mind, a custom front end theme is, you know, you're at a thousand hours, you know, a turnkey theme, you're at 50 hours, right? You know, mm-hmm. but we talk to somebody and in their mind, it's, you know, I'm going to have the next latest and greatest and well, it can't cost more than, you know, a thousand dollars, right? <laughs> you know? And so, mm-hmm. you know, there's always this, this thing. So we, as an agency, I think it is the primary responsibility to, to be on the lookout for that and to always think of who you're talking to. When we internally, we always like, okay, I hate to use this word stakeholders, but I, I think it's the right one here. It, mm-hmm. Who are you talking to? Are you talking to marketing? Are you talking to IT? Are you talking to the owner? Are you talking to, you know, big, small, how have they grown? What do we think is their vocabulary internally? Because mm-hmm. if we start talking about this and they go repeat it internally there and the context is all out of whack, I promise in 60 days, we're going to have a problem because, you know, even if everybody's meeting daily, even if we're in the project manager tools and tracking it down to the minute, you know, even if all that stuff is there, you're still going to have a missed expectation. And mm-hmm. so, and that can be disastrous for everybody because everybody's beholden to somebody else. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so I'm like that, I think. And so we, need to, as an agency, always think about who we're talking to and what is it, what is their lens on it? And this is why we try to run through this exercise with our clients, particularly in the earliest stages, but honestly, even on quarterly reviews, but definitely in the early stages, this matrix of who are all your stakeholders and what is, what are they expecting out of this, right? CFO is a stakeholder. They're expecting it not to go above this CapEx budget, no matter what, right? This is where it hits. We're not trying to use your whole CapEx budget. We're always trying to tell people, we're not trying to spend your money, but you know, if we come back to you with a half million dollar solution and you had a $20,000 budget, right? And we spent three months in discovery together, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> somebody's not going to be happy with somebody, you know? Yeah, 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 and yeah. so, I mean, so it's that basics uh, that we're always trying to help them align internally and and then us align that as well. And I think that's where the better agencies are very proactive on that and not just yeah. collecting the bucks, not just, you know, billing the hours. Um, now, in our world, we're, we're looking for the long-term relationship. We're not about one-off builds. Uh, it's never been our style. And so it's it's extremely important for us to do that. If your bill, if your agency is very much build it and they go on to get other folks, 
you know you got to get through that build but it's not gonna it's not gonna re- it's know, not gonna be pretty i don't think yeah i think it's um i learned a lot from a friend of mine actually who is a uh he's he owns the lexus dealership here in in, okay. uh, in the city next to us chestnut and um he he's a he's a really great guy totally uh you think the the, the bones of him basically he's just it's just a legend this anyway he's the kind of guy that will sit me down and he'll say matt this is what i paid for that car yeah because i would always buy my cars from him and i was like he said this is what i paid for the car this is how much i'm selling it to you and this is the profit and i have no reason to doubt him because he's a trustworthy man um but the difference between the price of the car and, and the price he sold it to me to weren't that great and I'm like, dude, how do you make your money? Because this is a beautiful showroom. This is not a cheap place to run every month. How do you make your money? And it's like, well, we get rebates, um, obviously, from the car company. But we make our money on the long-term relationship with the client every time they come in for an MOT and a service. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he said, I, if we treat our clients well, then the servicing center is 80% full. And if it's over 60% full, we're making profit. In other words, he's 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 treating the client right at the top to fill this sort of long term. And I thought that was that was I love um, it. Yeah, that was clever. And that's in effect what I see good agencies doing, because, you know, when people go to an agency, the biggest fear that they've got in their heads whenever they go to an agency is you guys are going to rip me off. I'm going to, you know, have to go mortgage my right kidney and I'm going to get, you know, nothing really at, at the end of it. And it there's a real vulnerability, I think, there. Uh, when people come to an agency. Um, so treat them right at the top, you, you keep them down at the long way. Hey there, are you a business owner? Here at Orion Digital, we know firsthand that running an e-commerce business can be really hard work. As the online space gets more competitive, it is becoming even more challenging to stay ahead of the curve. We totally get it. So we want to help you succeed by offering a wide range of services, from fulfillment, marketing, customer service, and even coaching and consulting just so that you can do what matters most. Save yourself the time and the money and let us handle the day-to-day tasks. This way, you can run your business without having to worry about the boring stuff. So what do you say? Are we a good fit for each other? Come check us out at oriondigital.com and let us know what you think. So Robert, for you, yeah. What are some of the things, because um, I, you know, the people who listen to this show are, are in effect your potential clients or maybe not your personally, but agencies' perspective clients. Mm-hmm. They're going to be wanting to use an agency at some point in their e-commerce growth or they are using an agency um, to help them do something. So how can we as the uh, consumer, as the, the stakeholder to use your language how can we better help ourselves get ready to work with an agency what are some of the things that you wish we would know before we give you a call run through that exercise and really figure out who really cares about your the project and and what they want out of it uh because that again i come from a business perspective i'm going to have on my call uh, somebody from our tech side, you're right. to be thinking about it from a pure systems analysis. I'm going to have somebody probably from our UX and design and branding, you know, they're going to be thinking about it from that perspective. So we have our own silos as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we want to bring that to the table. So, uh, as much as our clients can bring that to the table earlier in the process, the better, because it'll help them to identify what they really need out of whatever work we're doing. 
And so, um, because everybody wants everything, right? I mean, you know, there's, you know, we want this site to do this and we're, we're fully expected. We're going to leverage a hundred percent of that platform. And mm-hmm. no, the reality is right. You know, we're going to, we're going to go for the, the, the quick wins and then mm-hmm. build on that foundation so that you can start to incorporate whatever it is we're doing. And this sounds very broad in general, but you know, we just see folks, they have a vision of a month down, or a year down the road and it's great, but there's this big gap between what it should look like a month down the road. Uh, yeah. And and it's, and then there's this black box. And this gets to what you're talking about, how people don't trust agencies. So they get afraid, right? Uh, mm-hmm. They don't want to show that they don't understand because then they're, they're going to be taken advantage of. And then this creates this vicious loop, right? And then we go into ultra explanation mode and they feel even more lost because the tech person's talked, you know, about code mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, the business person's talking to the IT. You know, it just self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. I like it too. I'm not a car guy. I, I don't like driving, not a big car. My wife is the one that drives everything in the house, right? And so, but we have a mechanic and it took years for me to come to trust the mechanic because every time we took a car in, no matter what it was, it was 500 bucks. It's a little bit like your Lexus, right? You know, no matter what it was, <laughs> right. I'm like, yeah. you know, my car's making a little ding. And it's me 500 bucks. And we have to do a discovery, by the way, to fit, I mean, their version of a discovery, right? You know, <laughs> Anyhow, a code yeah, review, yeah. right? You know, and I'm like, okay, so I got my, my $300 code review and now I'm going to be another 500 bucks and it's not going to be ready for four weeks. And they're likely to call me in three and say, it's going to be another four after that, you know, because of supply chain shortages, right? Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is, there's just this parallelism to what I do as an agency. And I felt in my early days when I would be on every sales call uh, and people calling in, I could feel that trepidation on the other side of the line. I mean, you know, they just didn't know they were where they're being taken advantage of. They probably mm-hmm. felt like they have been taken advantage of in the past. Were they? Probably not. Probably missed expectations. Probably just, yeah. you know, two ships passing. Um, not a good fit, not a good alignment. And this is where as much as people, you want to come in knowing what it is you're trying to accomplish. And then that your agencies, a few of them, you know, how well they seem to respond to what your goals are, your business goals are, mm-hmm. or if you know your technical goals. And if they can talk that language with you, you got a good chance you're going to start bridging uh, mm-hmm. the, the expectation gap pretty quickly. And so I think that that's so anyway, short answer is I think know what, know what your business goals are and what you're really trying mm-hmm. to accomplish and who the stakeholders are. And then as you're listening to agencies, don't get caught up in all the promises of what can be. See if they're talking to your goals. Mm-hmm. And if they are, because you can always solve something. There's always a tool. I mean, and, mm. and, and, you know, in our world, like we'll tell people, like, look, we've got these two tools in our backpack that we use. And then we've got these other ones that we're really good at. But if, if you're out of that set, we're going to recommend you to go over here because mm. we're not going to pretend that we can, that we've mastered this other thing. And so see how I brought that back to tools. Yeah, I did. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already thinking about hand planes, but anyway, let's not go there. <laughs> but, um, I, I like that, you know, and I, I, I guess I'm, if I, if I'm going to play uh, the, the slightly contentious interviewer role here, um, how do I know what my business goals are? And I, I ha- how we, do you see what I mean? I can, yeah, yeah, no, okay. hear, hear people get in stuck at the this point is, straight away. And if you'll get over, this is where a good agency actually is worth their weight in gold because they will help you. Uh, understand these by asking clarifying questions um but I, I do agree the more you can do before you talk the agency the better so when you um so let's run through some really practical examples just yeah. to help people understand the, the terminology so um 
how would I go about figuring out what my business goals are? And let's say I'm just looking for products I've got around here. I've got some little candles uh, here that, again, people listening won't be able to see this, but I've got some little candles. Um, let's say I've got a little can. I've got a candle website. I manufacture candles, and I'm turning over. I don't know, 15 million online. I'm on a Shopify site, and I'm kind of going. I want to do a few more bits and bobs. How do I start to think about okay. this? Okay, so, I mean, the most basic level, I, I we always tell people, I mean, this doesn't have to be overly complex. Are you looking to, and everybody's going to say, I want all of these. But if you had to pick one, am I looking to bring in new business? Am I looking to bring back existing business? Or am I looking to improve the ones that are there, get them to buy more while they're there, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously, it's always some combination of all three. But we've got limited budgets, we've got limited this, what is your, if you thought out the next year, what would be the biggest thing for you, right? And mm. so uh, that's going to start to drive some of those technical answers. And so somebody mm. says, I want a whole bunch of new, you know, new business. Are we thinking we got to get omni-channel and we got we to gotta take this core platform and start pushing out to Amazon marketplace and Walmart marketplace and Wish mm. and Frugal and all these other marketplaces? Are we thinking, you know, and that's a technical, that starts to become more of a platform question. Can your platform handle that? Or do we need, are you moving off this core platform or are we going to bring in other pieces to handle order management, right? That's where it starts to drive the discussion. Mm -hmm. Some people tell me, oh, I'm going to go to Magento because it can do all these things and it's going to bring me more business. Maybe. Mm. If we're leveraging it the way, you know, to do that. And is that what you really want? Or are you just trying to, do you have a lot of business right now? Are you right? But your site is, it's a bad user experience and we're losing conversion rate, right? We're not, you know, mm. we, we don't want to spend more money on marketing. We don't want to bring in new channels. We want to improve what we've got. That can be a very legitimate six month, 12 month, 18 month goal. Okay. Mm. We're talking about site optimization here. We're talking about user experience. We're talking about uh, testing if you're big enough, right? I mean, you know, so mm -hmm. I, I use testing as a, uh, it, it, it can be a black hole too. So, but, you know, yeah. I think, <laughs> so, and it's really easy to say, oh, you should, you know, you should test that. I'm like, well, okay, yes. But, you know, yeah, I got 50 visitors a day. I mean, what am I going to test? And so, um, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's just, it's, so this is where we're, we're trying to dive into that level. Um, I've got, you know, we're, we're talking to this one client right now. Their big thing is they want to leverage their platform. They've got, they are distributor and they, they sell to, hundreds of mom and pop shops who don't have an e-com presence uh, or if they do it's very basic they want to leverage their platform to create micro shops that are for all these people now how great mm -hmm. is that on so many levels right i mean you're gonna get some yeah, vertical yeah, integration absolutely. you're solving a problem for them oh and by the way my product is one that's kind of running through the distribution channel there mm -hmm. you know now are you going to do that with a shopify yeah, I mean, you could, you know, it's again, round peg, square hole or yeah, whatever it is, yeah. you know, square peg, round hole. And so this is where, again, a, a system like a Magento is probably going to be a better platform for them because they, you can leverage the multi-site component of it and start yeah. doing this, right? So this is how, when we talk talking about what is your business goals, where are you in your business development? Then let's make the technology drive that. So, yeah, no, absolutely. And again, like you say, coming back to stakeholders, asking them the questions, what is it you want out of it? And another thing that I've found um, is a great source of trying to identify what your new website should do is go through all your customer service emails and see where the biggest mm -hmm. complaints are. Mm -hmm. um, where are the biggest problems your customers are having? You know, yeah. what are the things that they're constantly talking about? Yeah. Uh, and um, you can solve some of them straight off the bat. They're always quick wins, as we like to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> always yeah, quick sure. wins. So... I'm, uh, I've, I've started to understand my business goals a little bit more. 
I'm talking to my stakeholders, um, everyone that needs to be involved in this website, that from the marketing team, for me as the owner, my suppliers possibly, you know, my customers, what do they want, um, and so on and so forth. So I'm doing all of this sort of work, and then I, I, I've got that, and I'm, I'm going to come to you, and I'm going to... I almost come to you sort of slightly platform agnostic. Yeah. Uh, that's my usual approach. I'm kind of like, this is my problem. You, you guys are the experts. What do you think is the best solution? Rather than, I don't know if you've ever done this thing. I don't know if they do it in the States. In the UK, if you go see your doctor now, um, you know, I've got this problem, uh, yeah. doctor. Uh, they don't sit there and go, well, I think it's this, and therefore you need to do this. The first question they always ask you is, so what do you think it is? Because they know. <laughs> oh, no. They're going to put on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right. You, you've gone onto Google. You have, yeah, yeah. you have got the problem. You know what it is. You know the solution. And you've just come to the doctor for whatever, just to validate your yeah. opinion. I yeah, suppose, yeah, yeah right? exactly. Let's see how good uh, you do your job. Yeah. 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 It's the dangers of Google now. We all know yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at least we think we do. So um, I've come to you. I'm, I'm probably slightly platform agnostic. Um, what are some of the things that maybe I should look at or look for in the early days of dealing with an agency? Uh, you know, I'm talking to you. What are some of the things I need to look okay. for, think about before working with you? I don't, and I, I was going to try to carry the health analogy, but you know, we're in the United States, so you know, health is very much a polarized subject here. So you know, I went, to, I went to my physician the other day, and they're like, "You're only allowed to ask these three questions in this coded thing." You know, <laughs> I'm like, "But it's my physical." He's like, "Nope, nope, that's that goes beyond the, the you know." <laughs> So, you know, so I guess first things, we're going to go there with your agency and make sure they can actually answer the questions that you, you want to ask them. Um, that was a really bad segue. But we're, uh, yeah. you know, the reality is there are some agencies that say they'll do anything and everything. And, and it doesn't matter their size, right? Some of the smallest agencies, you know, with four people on the team, yeah, yeah. they're experts and everything. And, and then you've got the ones with thousands of people that are experts and everything. I just think that when you're getting into platforms and if you have any level of complexity, you want an agency that has chosen a few things to get really good at and and you have to vet that and you're gonna have to you know how are you gonna do that whether it's okay talking to clients past clients i think talking to i think talking to current clients and past clients is some of the best things you can do because they're gonna yeah. tell you the good bad and, and so young. many people don't do it i know they never do i always tell people i'm like I, i'm like I'm like, really like sure. can you give me references i'm like well look i'm not gonna i i hate you know if everybody if i gave you know if i gave a reference every single time somebody asked me, I mean, my poor clients would be, you know, only on the phone all day long. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, but the fact is I'm like, look, you can see who we have on our website. You can see mm -hmm. who's worked with us in the past. You can probably find yeah. somebody that's complained about us somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, you know, but the fact is, and I always tell people when you talk to them, don't ask them what they love about us. I mean, mm -hmm. You know, if they're still our client, they love us for some reason. I'm like, ask them when things go wrong, how it's been handled. Yeah. How did they deal with it? How do they do that? I mean, it's, it's your basics, but nobody wants to, because they want they want to feel good. Right. Everybody wants to feel good at the mm -hmm. beginning here. But I'm like, look, we're an agency. You're a client. Presumably, we're going to be doing this for a lot of years. Something's going to go wrong somewhere. I mean, that's just that's just in the cards, okay? And you're going to hire new people. They're going to have no idea what was promised before. I'm going to put a new PM on at some point. You know that something's going to get lost here. How are we going to handle it? And you want to know what our approach is and if it fits with your organization. And mm -hmm. so, um, because you can vet the quality work, you can you can look at our team. You can uh, heck, we're on shaping e-commerce learning play now. You can meet half our team on YouTube at this point and you can see if you like them. I mean, it's yeah. you know, I mean, that was a little plug, but you know the uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, yeah, go, right? and so you know the reality is, I think that 
I think that you've got to figure out, is this going to be a good fit? We have our mm-hmm. basics. I mean, you know, there's we have clients that have come to us and said, you know, we want you to work on Friday nights. That's when we want things done and deployed. And for whatever reasons, and we're like, guys, we don't deploy on Fridays because I'm not going to, no, no. if there's an emergency, we're not going to be here for you on Saturday morning. I mean, we have emergency yeah, support, yeah. but that's for true emergencies. Yeah, us yeah. creating this potential emergency on purpose we're not going to do yeah. it. And we've had to, you know, we've had to walk away from really great relationships uh, nicely, but, you know, said so we're, we're not going down this path with you anymore. We're not because our teams are not going to be here on Saturday unless it's truly an emergency of our making uh, or your making, but, you know, is truly unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And so those kinds of relationship things, code ownership and version controls and security, these are sacrosanct for us. Uh, and if clients are not, you know, if that doesn't fit with their sort of corporate culture, yeah, you know, that may not be a good fit. So you're looking for those basics as well. And but we usually ferret that out early in a call. I think you want to see how I mean, this is probably not a great way to put it, but how desperate is the agency? You know, if, mm. if they're living and dying and getting your stuff, it means they may you gotta be careful they're not overpromising. Yeah. Um and this is a big thing. I mean, and it's with the best of intentions, right? But it, you don't want to be their only scale and everything else it all comes into this equation but in general you don't want to be their only client or their most yeah, important yeah. client um because then there's too much risk and they're gonna i i think you've got too much risk going into that relationship so yeah you have and i and i think i've also come across it you something you just said they triggered it in my head i've come across this where you know agencies over promise and they they feel like they've got to work on this project all these crazy hours and so you become their least favorite client and you never want to be your agency's least favorite client. Perfect. Yes. You yeah. want to be your agency's favorite client because that's when, do you know what I mean? You, you want to pay your bills ahead of time. Uh, you want to send everyone in the office gifts at Christmas. And you want to do this because you want, when you call up, you want the guys to be happy to be talking to you and just going out of their way to help you. Yeah. Because agencies, at the end of the day, they're made up of people. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so we, we've got to get the best out of them and treating them like nice humans is a is a good way to, to not be at the bottom of the list, right? It seems so basic, but uh, you, you, I had this call with this owner the other day, same thing, and it's very, it, I, I tend to deal with a lot of owners. I mean, I think, because, you know, I think companies that are not, you know, that have been established and it's not driven by their owner anymore, they, they've got some systems in place and, you know, you mm-hmm. tend to have less of these issues, more capital issues, capital expense. Um, and this owner, he, he was just blowing, every interaction with RPM, who was so dedicated to this company, was just horrible. He would just blow up, uh, yell, scream. Yeah. His team was afraid of him. And we, and so I wrote him an email, very diplomatically, but essentially firing him. And and I said, but call me if you've got any questions. And so he called me and he says, did you just fire me? <laughs> I said, well, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah, man, that, you know, barring a major 180 here, I said, you know, we'll help you out. We'll wrap it up. We're not going to just drop you. I mean, I, I care about your business and then uh, I care about your team. Uh, and he goes, but, 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 you know, you can't do that. I said, well, look, I don't make a habit of this. I mean, I wouldn't have an agency if I did. I said, yeah, but, yeah. I said, you don't want, but it basically boils down to what you just said. And I said to him, look, you, you want my team to be thinking about your project, to be excited when your email comes in the morning. If when they log in and there's an email from you and they cringe, I said, you're just not going to get the best out of that person. I said, they're going to log their time officially. They're going to track it. They're going to mean, you know, we're going to do honor our contractual obligations. I said, but you want 110%. You want them when they're at lunch sort of thinking about, oh, how do I solve that thing for that guy? You know, you want the, that factor in there. And, 
you know, and that's what, and he sort of understood and then was good for four weeks. And, you know, we sort of have a touch yeah, yeah. every four weeks, and but you know, so you'll just go from agency to agency. Yeah, well, and that's what uh, If they're brave enough, actually, yeah. to go, you know what, we don't want your business anymore. Uh, and that's maybe a question you need to ask your agency as well. To, to give me a list of clients you've sacked. Yeah. Because any agency that's not done that, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be that confident to work with them, but that's just me. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that it's a two way streak. And I, 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 I do think, it takes a brave business owner to go, this is not working. I'm going to turn down oh, God, business for the sake thing. of our company culture. I think it's really hard. <laughs> but I think fundamentally, you, you, there are clients along the way for whatever reason. And it's just, not because people are it just for whatever reason, right. it just doesn't work out between you and the client. That's right. And so having the strength to call it a day and go, you know what, this is great. We'll help you out. But I think beyond this, we're, 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 totally we're, not, agree. we're not a right fit anymore. Yeah. And that enables your agency to flourish. So if I'm coming to your agency, I want to know those kind of stories, but that's just me. You know, I'd, I kind of, yeah, this, these guys are really protected for their culture, which is quite nice. And I think I can fit into that. So that, but you know, others that don't appreciate that, we're probably not a good fit for them. Right. And yeah. they want to be able to, you know, they want to be able to know that I'm riding my team on Friday and Saturdays and, you know, mm. and they want to know that they can have that because that's what they have in their corporate culture. And that's what we'll say. We're probably not a fit. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. We work really well with people that don't want to work on a Sunday. They just want to be at home with the family. Because <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. where everybody else is in our company. Yeah. They're at home with the family, right? right? And so uh, we quite like that. Listen, Robert, I am aware of time. And I feel like we're just honestly scratching the surface of this because <laughs> there's so many there's so many more directions we can go. Like, yeah. what happens if it's not working with the agency? Yeah. And, and, and do you know I mean, all those kind of things. Um, and uh, it, it may be that we need to do a sort of a part two of this conversation at some point. But um I, I think for everybody out there that is in some e-commerce business, whether you're an owner, whether you're a startup, whether you're established or what, working with an agency is going to be something you're going to have to do at some point if you want to scale and grow. Yeah. And so do listen to what Robert has said about understanding your business goals, understanding the stakeholders, talking to the agencies, understanding their culture uh, and seeing if it's a good fit. Get your head around their process. Can you live up to the agency's expectations and what they need from you and all that sort of good stuff? stuff um robert if people are listening to the show and they kind of think i really want to reach out to this guy what's the best way for them to get a hold of you certainly linkedin robert giovanini iron plane i, I love the conversation if anybody ever wants to talk e-com i'm you know i enjoy it and then we have our shaping e-commerce with iron plane on youtube and podcast your favorite podcast channels which is also you can get to know our team a little bit and hear these same kind of talks yeah, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Do subscribe to their show. It's great. And we will, of course, put all the links in the show notes um, and you can uh, get those if for whatever reason you can't take them down now. Uh, just head on over to the website, ecommercepodcast.net. Search for Robert. Search for I Am Plain and the, the young fellow sat before me will come up. Uh, and you'll be able to connect with him. We'll, we'll head all that. Yeah. Listen, Robert, uh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the conversation. Uh, it's always good to connect to fellow woodworkers slash e-commerces slash just dudes. We're really. a special bunch. Uh, we are, we are. We are. We should tell the Queen. We should get a medal or something. I'm not quite it's sure. But, you know, it's Jubilee, yeah. so we must, yeah. we must be in line for something. I don't think so. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. It's been great chatting to you. Pleasure. So there you have it. Another fantastic 
conversation here on the e-commerce podcast. Huge thanks to Robert for joining me today. Now, don't forget, you can check out our complete back catalog online at our newly revamped website. Just head over to ecommercepodcast.net. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from because we have some great conversations lined up and I don't want you to miss any of them. Stay in touch. Let us know how you're getting on. Write us a review. All of that good stuff. Subscribe uh, because, you know, it's awesome what's going on here on the show. Even if I do say so myself, we are proud of it. And it's great that you're part of the journey. Uh, So thanks for being with us today. And in case no one has told you, you, my friend, are awesome.